Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the Chorus Radio Network presents The Roy Green Show with Roy Green, keeping you informed and entertained. Now, here's Roy. Last night, I uh, turned on the television, and I do what I like to do. I'm a political junkie. And I watched the GOP, the Republican candidates, debate for president. The male candidates. Because ABC television decided Carly Fiorina was not going to make it. The only candidate not included. Big mistake. Huge mistake, as far as I'm concerned. Rough night for Marco Rubio. A kinder, gentler Donald Trump. A tougher Jeb Bush with his mom in attendance. And uh, Ted Cruz had the opportunity, had the opportunity to take on Donald Trump head on. And from what I could see, Senator Cruz kind of folded like a cheap tent on the Carolina coast in hurricane season. This is my perception of it. Van Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, national polling firm in the United States. And Fran's been very good to spend time with us on this uh, GOP race and on the Democrats. So, Fran, thank you very much for making time for us again on a a Sunday. Going in, I saw yesterday there was a poll that suggested that Donald Trump had a 17-point lead over Marco Rubio in second place, Cruz at 14, Kasich at at 11. Did that jive with what what you've got at Rasmussen? Right. Well, basically, I mean, everybody's got a different person in second place, it seems. Um, so we, we haven't done specifically New Hampshire. We have done nationally. We continue to see poll, uh, excuse me, continue to see, uh, Trump well ahead of his competitors. Uh, we're going to release some new numbers tomorrow morning at 830. Um, you know, sneak preview. I'll tell you, Trump's still, he's still conveniently ahead. Uh, but looking at, at, the, the other pollsters, basically it's kind of choose who you want in second place. It's Kasich, it's Rubio, it's Cruz. Uh, any one of those can could be the second place guy. They're all anywhere from say thirteen to seventeen points behind Trump. So, how is this likely to translate? This 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 is a significant lead, and Trump's had it for months now, and yet he didn't win Iowa. Uh, is it to be expected that he will win on Tuesday night in New Hampshire? Well, I think right now you'd have to think that Trump's going to win in New Hampshire. I think he had a good debate performance. Uh, he did, didn't he? You know, yeah, I thought he did very well. He 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 clearly seems to be getting himself under control. Uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't make you know the usual kind of negative comments to any of his opponents, except at the very end when he slagged Cruz about stealing Ben Carson's votes. Um, Iowa basically is no big deal. Uh, from the Republican standpoint, I mean, if you go back historically and look at the Iowa caucuses, uh, it's it's not it's not a steady predictor of who's going to get the GOP nomination. As and I'm sure as you know, Roy, the last two people, uh, excuse me, before Cruz, Huckabee, and Santorum, did not go much further than Iowa. Um, so uh, I think New Hampshire is much a much stronger indicator of who's likely to end up with the Republican nomination. Um, on the basis of every single poll that anybody's done, that anybody's seen, Trump has got a double-digit lead in New Hampshire. So if he doesn't, if, first of all, if he doesn't win, it would be disastrous for his campaign. 
if he doesn't win fairly handily, you're going to see a lot of people saying, aha, Trump is vulnerable. Um, you can pretty much expect the political writers and, and his opponents to all be writing that if he doesn't win by double digits in New Hampshire. So last night, um, and I agree with you completely, Donald Trump was um, much more um, in control of himself. I, I hate to say that because I always get a sense but he's in control of himself and he, he just plays everybody else like he's got a fish on the line. But, uh, but he was obviously... A, very much in control of what he was saying, and he projected that. On the other side of the spectrum, you have Chris Christie, the governor of um, New Jersey, who has to do really well in this in New Hampshire if he wants to continue. And he takes on the wonderkind, who did far better in Iowa than was expected, and he was rising the polls, and that's Marco Rubio. And he accuses Rubio of having set pieces. You've memorized 25-second speeches. And what does Rubio do? He repeats one of those speeches. And what does Christie do? There you go. Moment for Marco Rubio to fight back. Christie dropped the gloves. Hockey parlance. Um, Rubio should have dropped the gloves, and he didn't. He skated away. I, I had the sense. Did you have that same impression? And how badly is he wounded after last night, Rubio? Well, you know, again, you know, he, he, he's got this burst in Iowa. The, let's say the, the anti-Trump forces... Uh, which, you know, from most people's numbers uh, add up to about maybe, you know, 30 or 40 percent of the Republican vote, uh, because you basically got a lump Trump, Cruz, and Carson supporters all together. I mean, they're the, the outsider vote, if you will. So the folks, the folks that oppose those people, uh, the Republican establishment, the RNC crowd, uh, the conservative establishment, the people that, uh, you know, don't want to be pushed away from the trough, uh, they all are they all are searching for a candidate. So that candidate coming out of Iowa, the perception was perhaps that candidate is Rubio. Christie wants to be that candidate. Kasich wants to be that candidate. Bush wants to be that candidate. So they're basically all fighting for that position and tearing each other up. And Cruz, Carson, and Trump are just kind of sitting back watching these guys attack each other. Did you have a sense that uh, Ted Cruz did not, did not want to take on Donald Trump? You didn't hear any of the, uh, what was the the line that he used uh, the other day? Uh, Trump something or other? I forget what it was now. I tweeted yeah, it earlier. Yeah, what was it? It was a Trump, Trump or tantrum. Trump, Trump or tantrum. tantrum. He had an opportunity to, to take on Donald Trump, and then he didn't. I think, I think Ted played it very smart last night. I think he played it safe. Um, he's coming off of Iowa with a win. Um, you know, a decent second or third place showing would be very good for him going forward, going into the southern states. Um, so uh, I think the last thing he wanted to do was open open himself up to a Trump uh, quote that could be hung around his neck for the next 72 hours. Another Canada. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, just, you know, something that Trump would say that would be a memorable line uh, that everybody would be quoting, you know, for the like I say, through, through Tuesday. Um, so I think I think he definitely uh, it's kind of like a sports team sitting on a lead. I think I think Cruz was figuring, hey, I don't gain anything by attacking Trump at this point. I, and right now it's better for me to just sit back and let these other guys fight it out, uh, because as we were saying earlier, he's he's in some polls in second place. A second or third place showing is not going to hurt him at all. If he clumped right there, you know, in the, say, 12, 13, 14 percent range with a couple other folks. Friend, when. When this all began, if I knew we were going to be talking today after the 
last GOP debate prior to New Hampshire's vote. I would have said to you, we're going to be talking about how well Jeb Bush did, how how much in control or command he is of the uh, of the race for the Republican nomination. Instead, I'm asking you, is he able to hang on? He, his mom, his mother, wonderful lady, Barbara Bush, entered the campaign. He's got his brother coming on board for South Carolina. Uh, is he in? Does he have an opportunity to continue, or is it basically over and done with? Well, basically, Jeb Bush is in the race, Roy, as long as the big money wants him to be in there. I mean, from what I read, see, and hear from people, face it, the big money Republicans do not want a Cruz or a Trump in the White House because they can't control them. Uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce wants open borders because that's cheap labor and that depresses wages. They like that. That's good for business in their minds. Bush represents that kind of Chamber of Commerce mentality as far as they're concerned. He's pliable. They know the Bushes. Um, I don't know that I agree with you that early on I thought Bush was going to sail through because I just can't believe America would elect a third Bush. (laughs) That to me is inconceivable. Uh, But I do think that if – I think basically if you're an establishment Republican, what you're hoping is Cruz takes out Trump, then you can take Cruz out in the later going, and as long as Jeb Bush has plenty of money – he can stay in the race, and he'll be the last guy standing. I mean, that's kind of how John McCain got the nomination. I mean, Jeb Bush has an enormous war chest. He has, yeah, I mean, he has several million dollars of, uh, in his own campaign, plus there's a super PAC backing him that's got 20, 20-plus million dollars. As long as that money's still there, Jeb Bush can, he can get four or five percentage points on a poll and stay in the race indefinitely. Okay, two questions, or well, one question, I guess, a two-part question, last question for you. Who do you say is going to win on Tuesday in New Hampshire? You, you, you said Trump has to win. Who, who is going to win, and who's going to win uh, with, with the Democrats? Is it inevitably going to be Sanders? I think I, I would have to say, on the basis of, of, of our polling and the polling of my peers, uh, that the winners are going to be Trump and Sanders. Uh, I think Sanders doesn't go very much further. Uh, it, again, it's inconceivable to me that the Democratic Party is going to nominate a guy who's been a you know an avowed socialist. Uh, I think the the party fathers know that that's a non-starter. Um, I think also our polling shows we just released some new data from the uh, Democrats nationwide, and Hillary's numbers are staying fine. She's got 50% support to his 32. Um, that's pretty much held steady for several months now. And I think when you see these later primaries, she'll she'll cream Sanders. Uh, so I think he's kind of the flavor of the week, but I don't think he'll, you know, so yes, he will win New Hampshire, but I don't think he'll last much longer than that. Fran, thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Good talking to you. Fran Coombs is the editor of the Rasmussen Reports, national polling firm in the United States. So they had the big debate last night. I know a lot of people watched it. I watched it. I didn't tweet on it. I just watched and watched and watched. Usually I tweet on the debates. But I did watch some of the Hillary versus Sanders versus Bernie um, debate, and I came away with <laughs> this is a weird thought. You look at the two of them, and it, it's just combined their ages, and I'm thinking maybe it's time to send them out for the early bird dinner special in Florida. I, I don't know why that occurred to me, but it did. Anyway, my number is 888 8255 888-225-8255. If you're in the Toronto area, 416-870-6400. And my question for you is, my question for you is, after Ted Cruz win in Iowa, and with Marco Rubio and uh, Cruz calling, closing in on Donald Trump in New Hampshire, 
That was the that's what it looked like a, a couple of days ago. Um, what do you say is going to happen? And I guess the most fundamental question I have of all is there's been such tremendous support from you, my listeners and callers across Canada, and we've had some from the United States, Chicago last week. Um, such tremendous support for Donald Trump. Is that support still there? Or are you kind of softening up on Donald Trump? Is it not not that interesting, not that exciting to you anymore? 888-225-8255 and 416-870-6400 Green Show Chorus Radio Network. Who do you like for the White House? Were the Republicans? And who do you like for the White House with the Democrats, and are you still a Donald Trump fan? If you were a Donald Trump fan earlier, if you've been a Trump fan all along, a Trump supporter all along, are you still, do you still think he belongs in the White House, or have you sort of given up on it? Because I have a feeling some people have given up on it. It was exciting for a while, and now a lot of people have said, I just have the feeling a lot of people have said enough of this now. I'm not supporting anybody anymore. I don't care anymore. 888-225-8255. Are there any Trump supporters left? 416-870-6400. We'll come back and hear what you have to say. News doesn't stop happening on Fridays. With News Talk Radio at its weekend best, The Roy Green Show delivers on the Chorus Radio Network. So really what this is, it's a, it's a referendum on whether or not the popularity of Donald Trump is continuing. That's what this is all about now, going forward. Because it's all been about Trump. It hasn't been about Bernie, well, Bernie Sanders, you know, it's just like a pissed off old man. There's lots of those around. Find them at every street corner. Yelling at the stoplight, you know, it's, it's not a novelty item. Hillary, she's got her own problems. Talk about emails. But on the GOP side, it's all been about Donald Trump. And even people who have no interest in politics whatsoever, nothing, zero, zap. They love Donald Trump. A couple of reasons. I'll tell you why. He kicked political correctness in the backside. And he's a TV star. And he's a rich guy. And he drew everybody in his orbit. And that's why people believed in and maybe still believe in Donald Trump. But there's a finite amount of interest, a finite amount of time people spend on any issue or on any topic or on any person. And I think maybe the road is starting to run out. I'm not saying he's not going to win. I'm just thinking that maybe they won't see the 20,000 people in the arenas anymore. Or even 10,000. Because the novelty's worn off. So if you were a, I know some people get mad at me. If you were a Trump, if you were a Trump supporter, are you still? And were you a Trump supporter because you want the guy to be president, or just because he was a great novelty item? Let's be honest with each other, huh? I found him immensely entertaining, challenging. At times he said things I absolutely agreed with. At times I said, you're done, Donald, it's over. You just, you just fried yourself 
And what would happen? The next day, he'd be up another 14 points in the polls, and I'd be wrong again. He's going to send out 11 million Mexicans back to, the, uh, back to Mexico. He's going to keep Muslims out of the United States for an indefinite period of time. He's going to build a wall between Mexico and the United States, and Mexico is going to pay for it. It's all things he's going to do. And you know something? When you're the president of the United States, you can do a lot of things. So, all right. It's all about Donald Trump. Maybe it, maybe for you it's for, for, for about one of the others, but and say so if it is. Fred is in Oakville, Ontario. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. You know, I think uh, Donald Trump is about as fun as Rob Ford was to watch. I mean, it's, it's just an endless show. doesn't necessarily mean I agree with a, a lot of things that he does, but he's a show. He, you know, he is thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining. And... Again, I'm not advocating for him here, but I, I really do think I see the appeal. A lot of Americans feel like they're not being heard. And so he gets out there and he says, you know, I understand. I, under, I understand your feelings. And I, I understand them so much, I'm willing to be politically incorrect in order to validate your feelings. And he says crazy stuff, like he's going to um, get rid of all the Mexicans or he's going to ban all the Arab people or, or, or build walls or whatever. And it comes off like, I value you so much, I'm willing to do this crazy stuff to validate your, your feelings. You're, you're worried about being blown up. I take that seriously. So seriously, I'm going to build a big giant wall across the entire country. That's how seriously I take you. This resonates with people. He's not, a, you know, he's a very, very smart man. I think he's so. he's a highly intelligent individual, and he does not often lose. This is a guy who went from Queens to Manhattan into the closed building shop in Manhattan, where if you're not one of the boys, you didn't start to build massive buildings in Manhattan. If you're not one of the Manhattan boys, he pushed them aside. He pushed them aside. He said, I'm here now. I'm building here now. And that was the end of that battle. Washington Post had a very interesting um, article, Fred, a couple of yep. weeks ago, and it was what, exactly what you said. He appeals because he kicks political correctness right in the molars, and he boots it out of the way in the minds of, of people who've been so frustrated with political correctness that they are so committed to Donald Trump on that basis alone. Fred, I thank you for the call. We're going to come back and continue. But I want to know whether the road has run out for Donald Trump, as far as massive appeal is concerned, or whether it's still there. And if you want to bring up one of the other actors and one of the other characters in this play, feel free to do so. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Green Show, we're back after this. Big guests, great debates, and your calls. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Just a small town girl, living in a lonely world. He took the midnight train going You can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and Twitter at The Roy Green Show. I'm going to check some uh, notifications here. But let's go to your calls. You know, if you're going to, uh, by the way, if you're going to if you're going to tweet something, 
if you're going to tweet something, it's really juvenile to use the F word, okay? Seriously, grow up. So I remember when I had my first beer. I see this on social media. Somebody uses the F word and they're really impressed with themselves. You're goofy. You're childish. You impress no one. Stop it. I'll just block you. I'll block you anyway. Peter in London, Ontario. What do you say, Peter? Oh, I, uh, I don't see uh, the, uh, the, the waning of interest or, or support for Donald Trump as uh, you seem to do. Uh, I think the message, I don't think it's theatrics that's carried him this far. It, I think it's the message that he's uh, trying to uh, relate is that, that he's thinking like most Americans are thinking, that they do have a serious problem with uh, illegal aliens crossing the borders and uh, with the battle against ISIS, and not to mention that the uh, thanks to uh, the president they've had for the past seven years, he's uh, degraded their, their military tremendously. Uh, where it's probably not as effective as it used to be, and he wants to change that. Okay, sorry. I'm just, I just want to know. Because there is a finite amount of time. Peter, thank you for the call. we got some echo. There's a finite of, amount of time that people normally will stay with an issue or with a person on, you know that as well as I do. Is it still Donald Trump? Is it still, you're still as excited about Trump as you were? Because you get mad at me. If I raise the issue, it's happened before. People get mad at me. That's why I got the F-bomb dropped on me on the uh, on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. What the does that mean? Andrew's in Toronto. Andrew, go ahead, please. By the way, Andrew, we have delays. So if you drop the F- F-bomb, nobody <laughs> nobody will hear it. <laughs> okay. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Andrew? Good, thanks. Uh with respect to Donald Trump and some of the other politicians, I think since about the 60s, we've kind of seen this growing liberalism within society, uh, in large part maybe because of TV and modern communication, you are able to, dis- to uh, disseminate ideas much more rapidly. But uh, with respect to various things, the, the like political correctness is kind of it's taken it to a point where people are finally finally saying enough is enough. That's it. Eh? I mean, this this is is this what it is? With um, and I keep referencing the Washington Post article because I think they nailed it. I is it political correctness? Donald Trump kicking political correctness in the teeth, which has gained him the popularity that he has. Is that what it is? Well, I bottom think line in part, but I also think that if you um, give it to me quickly, Andrew. Okay, multiculturalism, for instance, we've brought a lot of people into our country and into the states. Now, a couple of years ago, 52% of all newborn children in the states were of a Latino heritage. That means that people's traditional way of life uh, is under threat, in a sense. Well, it's all how you... It's all, Andrew, thank you. I, I'm not cutting you off because what you said, people always say, you cut him off because he's not agreeing with you. That's not the point. I have to move on because we have a limited amount of time. It's all how you see the issue and how you perceive it and how you interpret it. And there are people who take advantage of a situation like the statistic that Andrew mentioned in Milton. Let's go to... Everybody's in, in, in Ontario's engaged here. Sean is in Milton, Ontario. Sean, what do you say, sir? From the beginning, um, when Donald Trump introduced himself that he's going to run as president, and from his first speech 
I knew from that there is he already lost about I would say even fifty percent of the vote that would get him into the White House because he insulted the Latino vote, insulted a lot of immigrants, and he already even he lost the black votes by saying he's going to build a wall, keep Mexicans out. So I knew that he was not going to win. I've said before many, many times, in North America, if you are a conservative, you have to run in the middle to win to be prime minister or to be president. Right now in the States, all of the candidates, except for Jeb Bush, are controversial. They're too far to the right, and they will not win. When you look at when you look at Bernie Sanders, when you look at Hillary Clinton, do you see I want to use the word viable, but do you see attractive options? By the way, Donald Trump, here's what I think he's gonna do. He will come closer and closer and closer to that center that you were talking about. And we saw some of that last night in the debate in New Hampshire. Again, intelligent guy. Maybe he's manipulating all of us. Uh, it's too late because um, things he's done things before that has hurt him. For example, not even to go to the debate on Fox about... Uh, I don't that. blame him. You know what, Andrew? I, uh, Sean, I'm sorry. I don't blame him for not going. When, when Fox News tweeted what they tweeted about him and, 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 made, and ridiculed him, it's not about Megyn Kelly. When, when they tweeted about him the way he tweeted him, I wouldn't have gone either. That's, uh, not, that's not appropriate behavior by a news organization. Yeah, as being president, you have to arrive above the situation. And you know as president, you are going to get hit. Sometimes yeah, but, hit yeah, but it, he, this, this wasn't presidential. This was, this was a debate. And what Fox News was saying to Donald Trump was, we're going to come after you. That's not what it's about. Another yeah. debate. I thank you, Sean, for the call. We'll go to Calgary and Howie. Hey, Howie. Hey, how are you doing, Roy? Good, sir. How are you doing? Hi, my pleasure. Um, I just I just want to touch on uh, you know you're asking if if he still got the, the magic. momentum that he had, but he I, I think he does. I think it's just that the whole shock and awe of it all is worn off. It's it's uh, it, it's not a matter of if, if if he still has the the momentum. I think he has. I think it's a matter of uh, you know if he's going to be able to carry on with the same momentum, he, he's going to have to probably maybe get more realistic about how he approaches, uh, you know, uh, the topics. But I think he's the best man for the job. Do you want him to change? Howie, do you want him to change? No. You want him to stay? You want the Donald Trump of three weeks ago? Because last night, I don't know if you watched, but last night, it was a somewhat different Donald Trump. Yeah, I didn't see him. I didn't watch. I only see it from time to time. I don't really watch the American politics. More subdued, more mainstream last night. Couple of couple of times, couple of times there was the old Donald Trump, the well, the, yeah, the old contemporary Donald Trump, but mostly I thought mainstream. Well, maybe he's listening to some advisors, which would probably be his biggest mistake. But um, I think uh, I like I like who he is and where he's what he's done. I think I think uh, leadership needs somebody who's capable of uh, being successful on their own first, and he's definitely proved that. You want Donald you Trump? Know. You want Donald Trump? The way he introduced himself. The way he delivered his initial speeches, the toes he stepped on, the promises he made, the people he insulted, notwithstanding, you want Trump because of what you outlined to us. Howie in Calgary, thank you very much. Appreciate your call. 
Uh, back to Oakville, Ontario, right on the shore of Lake Ontario. Amazing how that works out. Eric. Yeah, Roy, I just want to say, I think you're going to see even more support for Donald Trump. What you're going to find is a very more refined Trump. I agree with him. I've been a Trump fan from 85 when he wrote Art of the Deal. You're going to find a more refined Trump where people are going to start noticing, hey, this guy does know what he's talking about. He's just not going off the cuff. So you're going to get a lot more Republicans actually joining his side as the other candidates start to fall off. If he kicks butt... Tuesday night in New Hampshire, I mean, kicks butt Tuesday night in New Hampshire, then I think he's, I can't give it to him. I can't give it to him, but I think I think you can see the win, and, and if he becomes the Republican nominee, I think he beats Sanders. I think he beats Clinton. I'm not sure Clinton's even going to get there. I think she could find herself indicted, and then they'll drag uh, Joe Biden out of the, you know, they'll draft him, they'll, they'll find a way to get him in, because they don't want Bernie. It would be Trump against Biden. That would, at the very least, be entertaining. This is true. And one thing a lot of people don't know is everyone people come on, they get on Trump, well, how are you going to build this wall? And correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Mexico have a wall between them and Guatemala? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't what? know. That's something that I believe they do. I hadn't thought so, but I'm going to check that out. That's what Google's for. Yeah, check it out. Again, I might be wrong. Not everything you see online is true. You know? You're kidding me. Yeah. You're kidding me. I, 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 oh, I Eric. Give you a heads up. Eric. There is a lot of this monster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, pal. I appreciate it. Have a good day, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay? Can we leave it at that for today? I just wanted to test the waters and see what the reality is. Um, just wanted to see what would happen and what the level of support for one Donald, is it J. Trump? Is. And uh, I think if he wins, I think if he wins big in New Hampshire, he's going to win the South. If he wins the South, he'll win the GOP nomination. If he wins the GOP nomination, with due respect to my friend Sean, who called in from Toronto, Sean, I think he'll win the White House. I know you're shaking your head, Sean. I know. You're probably yelling at the radio. It's it's just one person's opinion. I think he'll do it. I think he'd have enough support to win the White House. We're going to come back and we'll talk about Zika with our good friend, Dr. Jay Keystone. Stay with us.